the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When you're sharing the word with someone one-on-one, they will have one of these four responses to the word of God. Let me just say here, give me your attention. You decide. You decide which kind of soil your heart will be. God doesn't decide that. You decide how you will respond to the Word of God when you hear it. And as we look at these four types of soil, you can ask yourself, what type of soil best describes me? Did you hear that? You decide what kind of reception your heart gives to the gospel message. What kind of heart do you have? Pastor Dan today teaches us about the four ways we receive Jesus' gift. Is our heart so hard that we reject the gospel outright? Or is our heart open to the gospel at first, but rejects it when others ridicule us? Did our heart accept Jesus, but then it chases other things more? Or is our heart fertile ground that accepts Jesus' message and flourishes in God's kingdom? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Listen carefully to Jesus' answer in verse 11. He says, He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you, his disciples, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Now look back at verse 11. Jesus says to his disciples, to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but it has not been given to them. To believers who hear and obey God's word, more insight and understanding about God will be given to them. But the non-believer who rejects God, rejects the gospel, who ignores God's word, who's completely closed to God, God will not give that person more insight of himself. In fact, look at what it says. God will actually take away from them the insight he has already given to them. Or to put it another way, the person who receives the light of Jesus Christ will be given more light. And the person who rejects the light of Jesus Christ because they love the darkness, the little bit of light they've been given will be taken away. And they will be given greater darkness. And so this is why Jesus began to teach in parables. He taught in parables to reveal more truth to believers 
and at the same time to conceal the truth from those who were close to the gospel. For the believer who has ears to hear, who desires to hear and obey, as you know, there is rich treasure in the parables about the kingdom of heaven. But to the non-believer, the parables are just strange stories that don't seem to have any real spiritual meaning at all. So the parables reveal to one and conceal from the other. Again, they've rejected him. So now he changes his teaching method. Where what he says brings greater revelation to the believers, but it's concealed from those who reject him. Look at verse 13 again. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Some people shut their eyes to the light of Jesus Christ and close their ears to the truth. They plug their ears to the word and to the gospel message. They hear it, but they act as if they don't hear. They understand the gospel message. They understand that the gospel calls them to repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for salvation. But they refuse to obey the gospel. They act as if they don't understand. They act as if they don't understand what they must do in response to the gospel. It's a willful blindness. It's a willful deafness. It's a willful ignorance. Just like the religious leaders in chapter 12, through his miracles and teachings, Jesus clearly showed that he was the Messiah. Even the crowd, remember in chapter 12, said, isn't this the son of David? And the religious leaders They said, no, he does his miracles by the power of Satan. They suppressed the truth that was so plainly revealed to them. They, just as Jesus says here, seeing, they did not see. Hearing, they did not hear. Nor do they understand. They were willfully blind, willfully deaf, and willfully ignorant. And if you are someone here today who knows the truth about Jesus Christ, you've heard the gospel message You know the messages that he died on the cross for your sins to provide forgiveness and salvation to you. You know that the gospel calls you to repentance and faith in Christ and you have refused. Please hear what Jesus is saying. Please hear what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, if you close your eyes to me, I will make you spiritually blind so that you can't see. If you close your ears to me, if you close your ears to my word, I'll make you deaf to my word so that you can't hear it. If you act as if you don't understand, I'll make you unable to understand. I think of Pharaoh in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. Pharaoh refused to obey God. And so God sent a series of plagues upon Egypt. And we read over and over in the book of Exodus that Pharaoh hardened his heart toward God. And he hardened his heart toward God. And he hardened his heart toward God. But then at some point we read, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And really, God just made firm the decision Pharaoh had already made about God. And you don't want that to happen to you. You don't want that to happen to you. Every time you refuse to respond to Christ, your heart gets harder. Now verse 14, look at verse 14. Verse 14 tells us that Jesus also began to teach in parables 
to fulfill prophecy. He says in verse 14, and in them, in these parables, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. He says in verse 15, their hearts have grown dull toward God and his word, or their hearts have grown hard toward God and his word. That was the fundamental issue. Their hearts were hard. This is why they rejected Jesus Christ, because of their hard hearts. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2, the Lord says to Ezekiel, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see, but does not see, and ears to hear, but they do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. But then in verse 16, Jesus says to his disciples, look at verse 16, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see, and to hear what you hear and did not hear. Those of us who are believers here, who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're privileged and we're blessed because we see and hear what the Lord reveals to us in his word. He gives us eyes and ears, eyes to see, ears to hear what he says. We see and hear what the Old Testament prophets long to see and hear. You know, the Old Testament prophets were given prophecies about the coming Messiah, but they couldn't see how all these messianic prophecies fit together and would be fulfilled. It was like they had all these puzzle pieces, but they couldn't figure out how the puzzle pieces all go together. You know, for example, Isaiah 53 describes the Messiah suffering as a substitutionary sacrifice for the sins of man. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Old Testament prophets, they had these prophecies about the Messiah, but they weren't sure how they all fit together, how they'll be fulfilled. And we have the blessing and the privilege of living on this side of the cross. We have the privilege of seeing how it all comes together in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. We see how all of the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah were fulfilled by Jesus Christ. We have all of the pieces of the puzzle and we can all put them together and see that it's speaking of Jesus. And so we're blessed. And so now beginning in verse 18, he goes back to the parable and he explains the parable to us. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. And he tells us in verse 19 that the seed that is sown is the word of God. Now, we need to understand how they sowed seed in the ancient world. Today, farmers have sophisticated equipment that sows the seed in you know, perfect uniform rows. But in the ancient world... A farmer sowed seed by just throwing it into his field. And so as the farmer would sow the seed, throwing it by hand into his field, some seed would would land on the wayside or on the footpath 
that went around the edge of his field. Uh, Some of the seed would land on rocky soil. Some would land among the thorns and some would fall upon the good ground. And that's the picture that Jesus uses. Again, the seed is the word of God. First Peter chapter one, verse 23 says, we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. We are born again by the seed of the word of God or by the gospel specifically. And like the sower in the parable, we are to spread the word of God in the world. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jesus gave us the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we're to cast the word of God as far as we can. We're to cast the word of God to as many people as, we, as possible. And as you go about your life and as you go about your routine, you're casting out the seed of the word to people in your field, your family, your friends, your, your co-workers, the people at school, your neighbors. And we sow the seed of the word prayerfully, praying that God would give increase to his seed. In Psalm 126, it says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continues, continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtlessly come again with rejoicing, bringing his And so we go forth sowing the word in this world, sowing the gospel prayerfully that God would cause, cause it to take root, cause it to grow in people's hearts. And what Jesus tells us here in this parable is that there are four kinds of soil that the seed lands on. Four kinds of soil that the seed lands on or four different responses people will have to the word of God when they hear it. Now, in a crowd like this, you you may have all four of these responses mixed in among the crowd. When you're sharing the word with someone one-on-one, they will have one of these four responses to the word of God. Let me just say here, give me your attention. You decide, you decide which kind of soil your heart will be. God doesn't decide that. You decide how you will respond to the word of God When you hear it. And as we look at these four types of soil, you can ask yourself, well, what type of soil best describes me? Which one best describes my heart? The first response is the seed that fell on the wayside or the pathway, the the pathway that is walked on and therefore the ground is very compact and hard ground. Look at verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Now in verse 19, that word understand, when it says does not understand, that word does not mean they lack comprehension, 
the word means literally to bring together, to bring two things together or to consider. This person's heart is so hard that the word of God cannot even penetrate. They're not even willing to consider what you say about Jesus Christ. This is the person who rejects Jesus Christ, who rejects the gospel, who rejects the word. They're not open at all. They're not interested in what you have to say. When you try to talk to them about the Lord, they immediately shut you down. And the wicked one who is Satan snatches away the word before it can even penetrate their heart. So that's one response a person can have to the word. It's a total rejection. Just complete hardness and indifference toward God. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This second person, this person is the person who receives the word with joy. They hear the gospel, they respond, they seem to be converted, they're excited about the Lord, they're excited about God initially, they're excited about church, they're excited about Bible study, they're excited about fellowship, they're excited about serving the Lord. This is the kind of person that you look at and you're like, wow, man, they're so on fire for Jesus and it just happened so quickly for them. It's, it's amazing, you know, it's inspiring to see how, how turned on to Christ they are in such a short amount of time. But then after a few months, you don't see this person anymore. They just kind of disappear. And you're like, what, whatever happened to so-and-so? Man, they were at everything. They were so excited about the Lord. They were so on fire. What, what happened to them? And you call them up and they say, yeah, that, that really wasn't for me. Yeah, I, I know. I just, you know. After a while, it just, I realize it's just not for me. And they walk away from the Lord. And he tells us here, look at what it says. This person, they never got rooted in Christ. They never got rooted in the word. They had no depth in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so eventually they just walked away. It's important for us to get rooted and grounded in Christ. And to get ourselves well established in the faith. And to mature in the faith. And the way that we get rooted and grounded in Christ primarily is through the study of the word of God and spending time in the word and growing from the milk of the word to the meat of the word. We also grow in our faith through spending time in prayer and in fellowship with other believers. That also helps us get rooted and grounded in Christ. This person in this parable, the seed that falls on the stony ground, this person never gets rooted in the faith. They have no depth. Their faith is really shallow, and so they endure only for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, they stumble. They fall away. When they face opposition for the word, from the word, they bail. And listen, when you're a new believer in Jesus Christ, you will face opposition from non-believers. You'll face opposition from non-believers in your family. You'll face opposition from your friends that are non-believers. And remember, Jesus told us that in Matthew chapter 10. He said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword, to bring division in a family, to bring separation in a family. And for this person, man, when that opposition comes, they just walk away from the Lord. 
because they're not rooted. And so that's one type of soil. The third kind of soil is found in verse 22. Verse 22 says, Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And look what it says. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. With this person, they initially receive the word, but the word of God gets choked out by the cares of this world. Your translation might say the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. But believing that riches will make them happy or that more money will solve their problems. And so they're pursuing worldly riches. The other gospels also add to this list the pursuit of the pleasures of this life or the desire for other things. I like that one. The desire for other things. And so for this person, this person, the word of God never has a chance to bear fruit in this person's life because they're too busy pursuing other things instead of Jesus Christ. Other things are a greater priority for them. They don't have time in their life or in their schedule for Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ just kind of gets crowded out and pushed to the side for other things. And so the word of God is unfruitful in this person's life. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ should be preeminent in our lives above everything else. That he should take first place. The Bible says that we should seek first the kingdom of God above everything else in life. This person... This person needs to make Jesus Christ and his word the priority. If you're this kind of person, if you would say, my heart is thorny ground, and my heart is crowded, and I'm pursuing the things of this world, you may need to get rid of some things in your life to make room for Jesus. You may need to reorder your schedule, reorder your priorities, You may need to quit some things and scale back and put Jesus Christ first in your life. Again, it's up to you the kind of soil that your heart is. And so now that brings us to the fourth and final kind of soil in verse 23. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, responds to it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. This person hears the word of God, responds to it, obeys it, and the word of God bears abundant fruit in their life. And so what kind of soil is your heart? What kind of soil is your heart? Is your heart a hard pathway? Is your heart stony ground? Is your heart thorny ground? Or would you say today your heart is just good soil where the word of God can land and take root and bear fruit? It's God's desire that we bear fruit for him in our lives. In John chapter 15, uh, verse 8, Jesus said, Herein is the Father glorified that you bear much fruit. And it's up to you, the kind of heart you have and the way that you receive the word. And the priority that you make Jesus Christ in your life. And may you and me, may we bear much fruit for God. He asked me how I know. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join Him because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.